July 7, 2021. It's a Watt for Pedro show. <laughs>
for Pedro show. Happy Wednesday. Mercules. Midvoke. Uh, that's either the middle of the week or fucking tribute to the god Mercury. <laughs> uh, John Coltrane started off the show with Bessie's Blues and then Julia Reedy people. You heard it here. Don't go by while you read. Because you know English language, right? You got to hear somebody else say it first. There's no, uh, what do you say, consistency <laughs> of neither. Yeah, it's something like that, like the title of that tune. And you can hear that I'm not man alone because of the wonders of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got Julia Reedy here. Welcome aboard, Julia. Hey, thanks. Well, how's summer in Berlin? How's summer in Berlin? Um, yeah, it's good. It's great. Okay. It beats winter. Yeah, I know. There there can be about nine months of gray sometimes, right? Pretty um, much, yeah. yeah, but it's a great town. There are a lot of great cats. And uh, in fact, who to who did I just talk to? Another. We got to give credit to Tell Andrea uh make the connect. Aiden Baker, Canadian. Oh right, nice. Well, uh, what do you say? I say expate because I don't like that other pronunciation. So. Um, <laughs> Your journey through music, I'm curious about. So uh, try to bring us your earliest musical recollection. Ooh, um, listening to music, do you mean? or Like you, like I was an interrogator, right? And I had you there. What is the first musical connect in your mind that you can remember? Um, so it, could, it could be anything, right? Just something to do with music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, well, it seems like, a bit of a cliche, but I remember being very fascinated by um, the Beatles as a kid um, and mostly a lot of the pop music that, or just the music that my that my dad used to listen to. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess just like... Was it the ABC? It was, he had a kind of, um, he would make these little mixtapes and we'd, we'd play them in the, oh, in the car. Oh, okay, so he was kind of his own DJ. Yeah, exactly. My dad was a DJ. Yeah, yeah in I, mean, a way. I was, um, yeah, very like, very obsessed with with listening to things on repeat and learning all the lyrics and looping it right. And well, he's yeah, getting used to, to understand it how the songs works and all that kind of thing. With us, the mixtape, the cassettes that you traded with your friends, was really important because it, it could turn you on to shit you never heard. Because, you know, especially when the movement came, a lot of that stuff wasn't on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and the pad you grew up, was there musical instruments? Um, yeah, I had, um, there was a piano at home, which I think I was less interested in than my brother's guitar. So I think I was always, um, yeah, I was always sort of into the idea of becoming a guitar player. Um, but that didn't happen properly until quite a lot later. Now he's older brother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of experimental musicians, I find out, have older brothers and sisters. 
<laughs> usually, usually, sometimes it's the instrument, but also the record collections have big effect on people. Uh, I've, yeah. I, I've had on the show, uh, you know, since November, I've had five guests a week, so a lot of guests. It's, oh, wow. It's, it's bitching. It's, it's a community. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Especially coming from a scene that, you know, so underground for so many years. So, yeah, so, yeah we take heart in our parallel universe. So, did, were you, uh, you know, the piano lesson thing, did you have to go through that? Um, I did a little bit. Um, I think my folks, um, uh, understandably, thought that having a kind of foundation in, in piano was a good idea. Um, I can't really remember much of my uh, early musical education because it didn't really um, last for so long. I think I got distracted by other things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I started playing seriously being kind of serious about music when i was maybe 15 or 16 and well let me ask before that when you're in grade school and shit were you in the choir or the marching band or stuff at school yeah i was in a choir it wasn't through school but um yeah i guess um your version of elementary school around that age I was well, doing... some, some of our schools they cut the music programs that's why i always ask that question oh, okay okay uh what about the first record you bought with your own money um, that was Green Day, American Idiot. <laughs> okay. And, and the first gig you went yeah. and saw? Um, the first gig I went and saw was Avril Lavigne when I was 10 years old. And what town did you grow up? Uh, I was born in 93, so. Oh, town. T-O-W-N. <laughs> maybe that makes a bit more sense. No, T-O-W-N. Um, what was that? T-O-W-N. T-O-W-N. What? Town. Town. City, village. Oh, sorry. I thought you said time. Um, which town? I grew up in Sydney. Okay, the big town. Yep. Okay. But the music town's Melbourne, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I said mean, that because birthday... I just say that because birthday party's from there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I also know Australia loves Stooges, you know, so special place in my heart. Um, Absolutely. Right. And in fact, there's a club in Melbourne, right? One of the, what were they called? They were Psychobilly. They, they named the alley where his club is. All right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what about the thing, not after school I graduate, but in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the basement man, the garage band. I mean, because eventually you do get on the guitar. The first guitar you play is your brother's. Um. Yeah, it was. And... Um, yeah, like I said, growing up, that was always kind of in the background. But So when did you get your first guitar? I think I got my first guitar when I was maybe 15 or 16, and it was a, a piece of shit from a kind of uh, pawn shop that, um, yeah, that my dad bought me. Acoustic? So that was a pretty exciting moment. No, it was electric. It was oh, a, it was a electric. Kind of, okay, okay. So you must have got it, an amp too? Um, I think I think that I didn't have an amp for a little while because I wasn't actually I didn't realize that you needed to do that. But that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that came quickly afterwards. Kind of quiet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mind so when you it. when you found out about amps and shit, yeah, did you make band with your friends? Totally. Um, yeah, that was a big part of my life, um, and that was my my main sort of yeah creative. T tell outlet. me about the first band you made. Oh, um, fuck, what were we called? I think we were called Leashed Creature. Um, and I sang and played guitar. And, Le 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 um, Leaf Creature. 
<laughs> no, leashed as in like a dog oh, on a leash. Like a leash, right? That, like a leash. That's my nickname for a smartphone or cell phone. A leash. Yeah. <laughs> You're a leashed creature. Yeah, you just learned some Pedro slang. Okay, yeah, nice. I kind of specialized because I think I'm the only one in Pedro that says it. But uh, <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> leash creature. Yeah, a lot of people are glued to their fucking leashes. Uh, I'm not talking about kids. I, I just read an article about members of the, uh, the European uh, Parliament, and, and like some motherfuckers, eighty percent of the meetings are watching their leash. Okay. Oh wow! Not to get on a tangent. Can, was this band uh, doing a, what kind of material? Original or copying records? Um, originals, but I was very into writing songs um, from from the minute I was yeah playing. Yeah, can you remember the first song you wrote? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I'm not going to sing it though. No, but um, what was it called? <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, I had a whole bunch of Yeah, what was that... it called? What was it called? I'll tell you the first song I wrote. Um, okay, let me try and remember what it was called. Um, oh, God, no, I can't remember. Okay, I can't remember. It's a lot from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. And there's, no, no. <laughs> and there's no wrong answers. But the first song I, I wrote was Mr. Spate, Mr. Bass, King of Outer Space. And basically, it was about playing a bass solo on stage and blowing the rest of your band off. So, yeah, <laughs> obviously, I had issues. I want to play uh, Clairvoyant here. Different.
for Pedro Show start off that chunk people clairvoyant Julia Reedy and Parallel System System 19 of the Rabudon Project this one's got Michael Kiefer Mike Griffin Mike Barn no Mike Barrett excuse me and Eric Hardiman finally Anathema Briefa Bob is Brandon okay so uh, did Leash Creatures ever do a gig um, yeah, we played, um, we played at our school kind of fate thing, like a, you know, one of those days where everyone comes to the school to just walk around and buy shit and have a nice day. Um, I don't know if we I got don't... those over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if there's a translation in, in Europe or America, if, if that's just a thing that happens but we had these things every year, and um, yeah, people would just kind of walk around in the. You call it a fate, and... a fate like yeah, a, yeah. like the French word for fair or something. Oh yeah, is that what it means? <laughs> yeah, because I've seen it in French. I've seen it uh, like uh, festivals name this and stuff. A feat, fat. Yeah, there you go. That's okay, what we did. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, we had shit like battles of the band, a talent contest, or shit. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, how, how'd that gig go? 
Um, it was great. I remember being um, quite shocked at how uh, different it felt to play on a stage um, as opposed to in in our little band practice room. And, um, yeah, something that I still experience, <laughs> got to say. Now, but, um, after graduating high school, did you go yeah. on to higher education for music? Yeah, so um, I think... In the in my last couple of years of high school, when I was seventeen or eighteen, um, I got pretty um, determined about studying music after I finished because I think up until that age I didn't really realize that was something that you could do. Um, and yeah, I, I was clear that I was not going to do anything within the kind of classical music. Um, world but I thought that I could try and learn jazz uh, and get into a a jazz conservatorium which seemed like a totally crazy idea um, but I got in for some reason. Why, why do you think it was crazy? Um, what do you, why did I think it was crazy to, to study? No, it was a crazy idea to try to get into a jazz cons- Oh, I think, I mean, I just didn't really have I didn't have such a strong foundation in in sort of like playing the instrument and I and I think I was at that point like surrounded by quite a lot of people that were really good at at um at playing that kind of language so I was I was always a little bit doubtful of whether it would work out but um yeah I went and did that for um a couple of years and so I was in like a jazz performance degree at a conservatorium and um yeah, I mean, I got a lot out of it. I got to learn about sort of improvisation and um, had never really dealt with that as a concept before. And um, it was a very, a very valuable experience. I think I also um, very quickly, uh, well, I don't know, I kind of went through a phase of, of wanting to be really great at that and sort of... Um, my priorities were to, to become a great instrumentalist and to be versatile and be able to play um, anything I wanted. And then I sort of had a little bit of a crisis because I, I felt like uh, that, well, in, in a way that I was never really going to get there, which maybe in hindsight was a little bit, um, I was maybe being a little bit too um, hard on myself. Um, but I think I just sort of switched quite quickly into a different mode where I was, or, or rather like returned to wanting to just play my own thing. And um, I was less interested in sort of like, yeah, learning the jazz tradition and more interested in, in just producing my own music. So I, I dropped out um, after a couple of years and moved over to Berlin. Uh, this school was in Australia. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, at the same time, you were yeah, you probably were learning theory and stuff too. Yeah, I mean that was all pretty new to me. I'd, I'd never learned how to read music properly, really. And but so, what, yeah. I, what I'm, I want to ask you is, at the same time, were you still doing? Well, b- probably by this time, Leash Creatures was gone. But were you still <laughs> no? But were you still playing in bands? What I'm saying, asking. Um. Yeah, I was. I was. I think um, a lot of the people that I, that I grew up with um, at, when we were teenagers and stuff, I sort of 
uh, we all went quite separate ways. Um, and, uh, so I was, I maybe went through a bit of a phase where I was like, oh, I want to take music more seriously. And that meant sort of like, um, that, that my, my, um, taste changed quite a lot. I was really obsessed with listening to jazz for a little while and, um, maybe wasn't listening to a lot of the, the stuff that I was listening to before and, and was less interested in playing in bands and more interested in sort of like. Yeah, but I, I, I hear that jazz people play in ensembles too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I kind of wish that I'd, I'd been a bit more, um, I think as a, as a younger person and still probably now I was a little bit sort of like of an extremist when it came to, um, what I was focused on. It's like, if I, if I'm doing this then I can't do that. And if I'm doing that, then I have to cut this off. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I stopped playing in bands for a while and was much more focused on. Well, let me ask you this. Then. What about, uh, recording yourself? Did you, were you doing that shit yet? Um, yeah, I think I was doing that from, from really early kind of the whole time. I think Le that was... Le Least creatures days. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, what, um, like what? Like a four-track cassette? Um, or maybe pewter, yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah, just, just with the computer, actually. Yeah. But um, for, for bands, sure. But I think mostly um, I was interested in just recording myself as a soloist. And um, I, I remember having like a, a, a revelation when I, when I got this um, Line 6 DL4 pedal. Um, this like green thing, if that's what it's called. It's this looping delay pedal. Um, and at some point I bought that and I realized that I could sort of make layers and, um, and sort of make my own whole sound world by myself. And, and that was like a, that was an exciting kind of idea. Revelation? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the uh, the woman alone thing, uh, you know, most people when they paint or they write, they do it alone, you know, and not everything's ensemble. Yeah. Right. And then also, it could be a mix. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Totally. But that's why I'm curious and I ask these questions because I, I found that people all have their own path to how they got to where they are now. Yeah. So that kind of, in a way, it's supposed to kind of inspire people to think there is only a limited amount of ways to do it. Mm. All the guests I've had on the show for 20 years have all found their own ways. And not yeah. all of it very predictable. Some of it just tangents and coincidences that lead to very profound moments. Yeah. So that's why I kind of ask these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, did, could you, can you still remember that first song? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you drop out of school and then you want to move to Berlin. Now, yeah, what, did you look yeah. at a map and just throw it, a dart? I mean, in hindsight, it kind of feels like that's what happened. Um, somehow I, yeah, I, I figured that it would be a cool place to go. Um but um, yeah, I think at the at the time that I had, I was interested in doing that, I was by that point kind of um, friends with a lot of people in the experimental music scene in Sydney, and um, a lot of people had 
a lot of people that I knew in that scene had had moved to Berlin at some point or had visited there. And can, can I ask you if you know Lucas Sabel? Um, yeah, I do. Not personally, he wouldn't know who I am, but yeah, I know who you mean. Man, he was a guest, you know, a couple months ago, and yeah, I love his music. That stuff. Yeah, he's like... a fucking maniac. <laughs> and I think he started as a radio DJ. He was telling me. Yeah, really. Okay, I didn't. So that's that. why I'm saying all the paths are different. You know what I mean? And, totally. and maybe that's a healthy thing. <laughs> but I mean, man, I love his music. I play it on the show. But I, I didn't have time because you got big pieces here. But I've been yeah, playing a lot sorry. of his stuff, and uh, he, he's prolific, and he's just, he's just in love with music. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the gateway drug, huh? Experimental music scene in Sydney turned you on to what was happening in Berlin. Pretty much, yeah. Um, okay, I got to stop you because we're at the end of the first hour, July 7, 2021 edition, Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, Julia Reedy. Hold tight for hour two. July 7, 2021. It's the second hour of the Wap Pedro Show.
take it one day at a time I chart for the hour between four and five a.m. A diagram for the sand dust A revolution Leaves head spinning Incalculable loss Constant Ceaseless Certain Of that you can be I'm losing you, you're losing me After all, you can't take it with you So why hold on to
Lot for Pedro Show. Started off the second hour with Summer Course. And that's by Julia Reedy and John Rose. And then Ben Salter from Tasmania. Loss. And then a project gave me called Spoiler. And the, mm-hmm. the shortest tune we're playing by you today called Spoiler. Uh, tell me about Spoiler. Um, yeah, that's the closest thing I have at the moment to a rock band, I guess. Um, so, ah, so it's yeah. an ensemble. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a band. And it's a Berlin band? It is. Um, it's got... Can I ask uncle. you this? Is, oh, yeah? is there Germans in the band or is it all Auslanders? Um, we're all Auslanders. Yeah, um, you know, I've noticed this. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it, believe me. There's nothing wrong with it, okay? Uh, right. I'm way um, into it. Yeah. You know, where you're born to me is a total coincidence and accident. But I have noticed this. Berlin's got so many artist people, but it seems like, yeah, the Auslanders like playing with the Auslanders. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep each other company or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, how'd this band come together? Um, it started with, uh, the synthesizer player who's called Liz Kosak. She's American. She's from Maine. Um, we played duo for maybe a few months. Um, we got a gig and decided to ask Sam Hall, who's the drummer, to play trio with us. And then, uh, we played a gig that was sort of mostly improvised, but maybe with some things that we'd nailed down. And then our friends, there was yeah a few people um, in the audience, and one of them was Brad Henkel, who's the trumpet player now. And because um, he dug so, the gig and asked to join, <laughs> he dug it, and then okay. um, I think I mean what better we yeah in, instead of like you know foisting a big burden right like hey <laughs> oh word opportunity not b word <laughs> now <laughs> spoiler did this band come apart right when you uh came to berlin um no i think we we formed in 2017 which is three years after okay I okay came to what berlin. happened when you first came to berlin um i found a place to live that was very cheap um at least compared to what i was used to in sydney and um i was really lucky i well it was also very proactive i guess but i I started going to lots of shows and um found it really easy to meet people to play with and um certainly wasn't making very much money um to start with but was playing gigs all over town within within a month or two um and um, I moved to a kind of like squat-ish situation um, in that year, and so was really like paying next to nothing to, um, yeah, I was living somewhere very very cheap, and um, was sort of able to sustain myself um, from from just playing uh, quite quickly, which seems crazy even now um that was in 2014 seems like a different uh different time a special sitch right the susama yeah. and the countries come together east being really econo before that and but still for a big town in europe berlin is probably more econo who's john rose john rose is um 
is a great uh, improviser who is Australian, lives in Australia, um, British Australian, and he um, he's uh, older and has a lot of experience and has played with very many great people and um, is based in or at least used to be based in um, in Australia, uh, not in Sydney, but a little bit out of. Sydney and he, um, yeah, I met him uh, at one of these experimental music festivals and approached him to see if I could play with him. And so this piece uh, here was done by trading files over the internet. No, we um, we made that CD at his place um, just one summer when I was back. And um, oh, okay, yeah, he has a tendency to sort of play with um, kind of new. Uh, young improvisers of which I was one of. So that's a great yeah. thing. We need more yeah. of that, right? Like mentor yeah. and uh, you know student kind of thing. Because the, yeah. the, the, the people connect is really important. I want to play this uh, tune you gave me called "Oh Boy." Thank you. 
Watt from Pedro's show. Start in a little mini chunk. Of, actually, not mini, because they're, they're full-on fucking chunks, just not a lot of titles, okay? Now, oh, boy, Julia Reedy. And that head boggle with, <laughs> you want to hear a title, uh, Z2 minus TT plus uh, 4Is minus X2. <laughs> All right. He gets those. Head boggle. He was on the show last month. Great cat. City. And then Julia Reedy with, all is ablaze. Remember all the fires in Australia a year or two ago? God, that was incredibly lame. Spain yeah. gets them too, and Greece sometimes. Of course, California here, we're already starting to get our dose. It seems like yearly dose. So tell me something about your composition process. You don't start with a title, do you? No, no. Because um, what does... And that's why I always, yeah, that's why I always ask the question because nobody else fucking does. Wow. <laughs> yeah, cool. it helps gives me focus. Yeah, most people don't write, write on bass guitar either. Yeah, right. I remember giving music to somebody that was all bass guitar, and they said, well, why didn't you fucking write it on the cymbals or the kick drum? <laughs> <laughs> you know, tambourine or... Yeah, some people... So what, actually, Nels Klein... Nels Klein loves it because he likes the room and shit. But other people, they need more, uh, what do you call it, direction, guidance. But uh, tell me yeah. about yours, Julia, your process. Um, when it comes to... Composing. Um, okay, well, I mean, it's it, uh, different every time, I guess. But um, Okay, that, that's valid. Yeah. Um, I think probably with the last... Um, couple or few records. Um, well, it's quite record oriented. I think I'm I'm always trying to make the next record, and I think through that process of. Um, well, let me ask you this about that: Are your records mm -hmm. usually collections of songs, or do they have one big? You know, because I've written three operas. Notice yeah. Watts always relating your trip to his, but that's, <laughs> that's just right. a fucking way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, it was a question, yeah. So so the record's okay. collection of songs are like the big concept under themselves? Um, no, I don't think there's any real clear concept or, um, well, I mean, um, they're not songs. I guess like um, through the process of, of, of recording, um, I tend to go from uh, – it, it just becomes clearer and clearer um, through just, you know, recording little chunks of material and, and seeing what fits around them. And um, I guess in the last few things I've had a, um, I've tended towards making longer, um, longer pieces, but that, I mean, is also just a format thing because they've been records. So, um, I mean, obviously I could make tracks, but I think the last few records have been sort of like longer pieces like sides. Um and your, but, main, your main composition tool, is it 12-string guitar? Yeah, I mean, at least for harmonic stuff, um, I find that to be uh, sufficient. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm interested in all of the nice things that guitars do, like uh, resonance and, and, you know, working with chord progressions and, and weird tunings and... Um, rhythm but yeah um 
what about this trip? Uh, like, I use this little portable uh, recorder with me. Some people use their leash and shit for voice memos. And you hum little melodies or parts. Because mm -hmm. as you get less younger, it's hard to remember. So if I don't do that shit, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I... Or, or do you make demos? Um, I mean, I I do that. I I do have, like, a whole bunch of songs that I've written that um, are usually starting points, or at least um, my starting points are usually sort of, like, shorter, um, more concrete forms. Um, and then I guess my tendency has been recently to sort of let them evolve into longer things that are maybe more drawn out. Um, and I'm actually trying to do that less now. I think I'm... Moving more towards making you're evolving, things. evolving, and that yeah. that to me is totally natural and fucking righteous. We're at the end of the second hour, July seventh, twenty twenty one. This Wap Pedro's special guest, Julia Reedy. Hold tight for hour three. July seventh, twenty twenty one. It's the third hour of the Wap Pedro show.
Yeah, I want it, but I don't want it bad enough. And yeah, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad enough yet. Yeah, I want it, but I don't want it bad enough. And yeah, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad enough yet.
show third hour started off with julie reedy doing beholder then the ophelia is brand new from them i think they're cincinnati bad enough and finally julia reedy with jafai <laughs> yeah it's an acronym oh okay for what no it doesn't matter oh <laughs> maybe <laughs> your, your your initial is the first one maybe i don't know <laughs> could be as far as i ellipse dot 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 no Okay, um, so this evolution of, of, of composition and stuff. <clears throat> now, you were talking about, uh, you still, you like you got the ensemble here, uh, spoiler, but do you put mm -hmm. yourself in situations of improvising with other people? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was definitely what I was more focused on when I first moved to Berlin, um, and um, yeah, I still find myself in those kinds of contexts. Uh, quite a lot. Here, here, here's, I ask a lot of people about this way of making music because in a way it's like composition in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Who goes first? 
um, in any given situation, or what do you mean? Well, is it like a is it like a kind of a dilemma? Um, doesn't seem to be. I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, like when you're uh, like for the first time, of course, with with another musician or group of musicians. Can you tell maybe their personalities by the way they behave in that situation? Like who's going to stick it out there first? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I certainly tend to be more tentative when I think when I'm I'm in a, a new situation or whatever. But I guess for example, Nell's client. Yeah. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I remember recording with him once. He had thirty six pedals, and I said, "What's your favorite one?" And he goes, the volume. <laughs> because he says you got to know how to listen when you're improvising with people. What? Yeah. But maybe that's reflective of his personality. Because somebody at the end of the day, or hopefully in the next few minutes of the situation, <laughs> is going to start it off, right? Yeah. And then what, in your mind, is the goal to try to build an interesting conversation? Um, yeah, I suppose so. I think that, um... Well, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I just put it out there. No, no, sure. Um, I don't play that in, in those kinds of, um, situations as much anymore because I think that I've grown to be a little bit frustrated with not having a sort of, um, an aim a lot of the time, actually. So it's, it's tricky to like... Uh, by aim, you mean like focus? Um, I think, well, just a sort of musical outcome because a, a lot oh, of... okay. Because yeah, it's I risky, guess. right? When you improvise with somebody, it's like rolling the dice. Yeah, totally. And I think sometimes the, the process of doing it or the experience of doing it can be more important for the people playing it than for the audience. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's trippy you said that because one of the guys who was just on an episode or two ago was saying that. Something yeah. about being not just, yeah, it's not just the people on the stage you're caring about the, I'm not talking about pandering, but they did work yeah. all week to come see that yeah. gig. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel a responsibility. I, I do too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the, the music that I, um, you know, put my time and energy into and uh, work on getting to a point that I think it's really good and feel comfortable about releasing or performing a, I feel like um, it's a, I don't know, it's a slightly different attitude to the idea of getting in front of an audience to to have a um, have a conversation or, or I mean not any less valid or anything, but just sort of a, a totally different idea. Like I'll tell you one gig I was at that was yeah no songs right. We're going to jam, right? And it was just a bunch of fuckers making a lot of noise, not listening to each other. And I could see my truck across the road from the hatch. And my yeah. amp wasn't there, so I just unplugged. I, I, I bailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other time right. I had to do that was because I pissed my pants, my Levi's. But look, I want to play this uh, collab you did with Martin Joe.
Oh, my God.
Watch for Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Julia Reedy and Morton Joe with the piece called Two. And then part two of two. This is the Day Glow Exploding Super Infinite out of Brighton with In the Stormlight, the Spores Tell Me Something Secret. And then finally another collab between Julia Reedy, Morton Joe, three. <laughs> what about this collab? Um, yeah, that's a new thing that, um, that started only this year. Um, so Morton's a vibraphonist and percussionist, um, who I met in Berlin through actually, uh, a group that, uh, I was in called the Splitter Orchestra, which is a, um, a big group of people, like 23 or four. Um, oh. yeah, I know, it's a bunch um yeah and that's a that's a group that um kind of need uh, a big prac pad <laughs> what was that probably need a big prac pad for 23 <laughs> um yeah so um we just started playing duo in the last six months or so and um he his uh his instrument is, is um modified so that he can play uh, different tunings, non-equal temperament tunings, and um, my guitar can also do that. So we made a record with that idea in mind. Yeah, and and, and what about the process? Like somebody um, came out with something for like you put out a motif, he puts out a motif, and the other one jumps on. Kind of. I think we um, we started just with some simple chords and. Um, uh, just using the sort of the pictures that we had available um, because um, obviously if you, you know, uh, if you modify a vibraphone, then um, uh, he's got like a, a very sort of like set uh, amount of pictures that he can use. Um, whereas my, um, my guitar has these movable frets so that I can, um, oh wow! They, like the, like the old timey lutes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah. So um, I think those we, were like we were, those were pieces of gut, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I, I guess we were we were thinking of it from a sort of tuning perspective to start with, and then we just uh, made made pieces from pitches that pitch sort of sets and chords that we liked. First took it's me to more. a James Tenney gig, and they were all playing like you know flutes and. Brass yeah. and wood. but the tuning it was all tiny ass microtones. So these guys had yeah, to learn yeah. all this. It sounded like people opening and closing uh, squeaky door hinges, and it was really <laughs> intense. I, I dug it, but the training yeah, to, to read uh, do their thing from the twelve tone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really it interesting. Julia, where can people find you on the internet? Me find me on the internet. Yeah, you. 
<laughs> me? <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> um, I have a website. It's just my name with a hyphen in between. So Julia. Yeah, we should spell that. J-U-L-I-A hyphen R-E-I-D-Y dot com. Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's great. And uh, when you get some new music going and stuff, or, well, this two and three, is that part of an album that's done? Yeah, it is. Um, that'll that'll come out at some point. Well, maybe you both could come on the show and talk about it or something, because I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, it'd be great. Thank you so much. And again, big grazie to Fratello Andrea Belfi for making the connect. And, uh, yeah, we'll do. I want you to keep on keeping on, please. You too. Okay. Thanks, man. I will, I promise. People, it's been the Ju July 7th, 2021 edition of What From Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>